veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood. And you can email us at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! Bye! <laughs> that was... <laughs> it, like, went blank screen, and I was like, shit, what a touch. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I should have done. It's been like, um, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I know you didn't want to talk about what we're talking about, but <laughs> you don't um, have to go away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Fine. It's fine. I'm only on my first cup of coffee, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> also, apparently, we have a special guest today. <laughs> yeah, Walter the Magnificent is co-hosting. We'll have to put it on the. We'll have to put on the podcast because so he looks like he's part of the podcast today. It's the cutest thing <laughs> in my life. I'm like obsessed with my dog. It's fine. <laughs> he's so cute. Is. Just 12 pounds of sass. Yes, you are. Oh, my goodness. Do you have feelings about the church, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many feelings. <laughs> Mine is currently sleeping, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> he doesn't like the missionaries. He gets really mad when they knock on our door, so he does no. have feelings. Although, he gets mad when I walk through the door, so there you go. <laughs> He's <laughs> just, like, being disturbed. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> Oh, so it's the month of love, February. <laughs> so, Happy love month, everyone. Happy love month, everyone. <laughs> uh, well, really, like two weeks of love. You know, I feel like everybody like it kind of ramps up to the Valentine's Day, and then after Valentine's yeah. Day, eh, fuck everybody. <laughs> Ser- seriously, I know people are like, "Don't you guys celebrate Valentine's Day?" And I'm like, "No." Because when my husband was working on the rigs, he was usually gone for Valentine's Day. Like, I didn't see him. So we never really celebrated. And he's the kind of person that will just randomly do something really sweet and wonderful on, like, a Thursday afternoon in May. Like, he's just that kind of a person. So to be, like, specifically, like, this is the day you have to tell me how much you love me. He's like, no. (laughs) Not going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> and they'll want to. He's the kind of person that has to like do things on his own. So, yeah. So we don't. We don't. We also had a newborn baby, um, on Valentine's Day, like seven years ago. So oh, <laughs> that went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> all about him now. So <laughs> he thinks all the love hearts and all the decorations are because he was born. <laughs> Oh, that's precious. So cute, right? I know. Ugh. I know. I can't believe he's going to be seven. But anyways. <laughs> oh. He's still not at the age of accountability. <laughs> <laughs> he, can still, he can still do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> he can't bind into a legally binding contract with the church organization yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. One more year, baby. One more year. One more year. <laughs> <laughs> You can still be a devil child if you need to be. (laughs) But next year, damn it.
<laughs> <Those sins. laughs> We're going to dunk you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to make the choice to get dunked, even though you can't yeah, make any choices. By, you know. I'm going to make like one of those posts that's like, we're so proud of our son. He has chosen to not enter into <laughs> a covenant that with Sky Daddy. Amazing. <laughs> he has chosen not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just have a relationship with my family, like teetering. So maybe, I, maybe not this time. Maybe the next one. <laughs> Two years with the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> you um i know you're not looking forward to this i'm not either actually like, but uh, in, in avoiding <laughs> the conversation also uh valentine's day i guess i should tell you my you know my my feelings on it it's just as it's, a single person it's definitely one of the worst holidays ever but yeah uh i've also and i don't like i mean you just said it but like you said it because you're you you and you and your husband have a thing. You guys are cute. You guys celebrate love all the we time. We are doable. But We're uh, adorable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate the couples that are like, mm, we don't. Well, we don't. If I say something like, oh, I don't fuck this holiday, you know, because I'm single. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, we don't celebrate it anyway because we're like. Um, and I'm like, well, you have the opportunity to do it. So, yeah. For and it's kind of no, no. Anyway, not that I didn't mean that. And like to you, I mean it. No, like, no, I like other like this particular person that I have in my brain that I can't. Anyway, but he's like <laughs> he's in a committed uh, gay re- marriage, and um, he is always like, oh, if any time I make a comment about Valentine's Day, he's like, I don't celebrate that either. And I'm like. Okay, but you have but the you opportunity. Have the opportunity. To... You have somebody that you can. So let me have my goddamn anger, okay, about this holiday. <laughs> uh, anyway, seriously, it's a really. I don't understand. Like my my son was asking me why do we celebrate it, and I was like, I, I think that there was a priest that married people in secret. I don't actually know. Yeah, it was something like that, and like the, the cards, like the it was like letters that he um. And yeah, he, and I don't know. But, I don't know. And I don't like the holiday either. Like, even if I were if I were in a relationship, I probably wouldn't celebrate it. It's and, very manufactured. Like, but, it doesn't feel authentic at all. Any of those cards, I'm like, mm. yeah. But as a single person, it's like you see, it, it's just like bombardment of like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have that, you know, and I think so. That's yeah. That's the only reason I get like annoyed with it is because it's like cool, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah this and move on because you're more sensitive to it like before i had kids yeah before (laughs) i had kids i always felt like everything was like babies 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 all the time because you're just more sensitive to like oh infertility yay me right so yeah Yeah. but it is a dumb we don't i mean we could celebrate it but we just choose not to because we have two birthdays this month so it's fine everything's fine (laughs) Definitely have kids. Great choice. And have them right close to each other. Really close to each other. Absolutely. That's (laughs) that's good planning on my part. So speaking of child making. (laughs) Oh, that was a segue. Oh, I feel ill. Are you ready to dive into 
the sex book again. The Mormon sex book. If I say book. no, are you going to let me off the hook? No. So, oh. yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty just gets off, and I'm like, um, I'm just still talking. I'm like, yeah, so I guess yeah. here we are. <laughs> here we are. You and Walter can have a conversation. You want to talk about human doggy style? No? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, this is the Mormon sex book. There's no doggy style. No, Continue. No, he doesn't want to be involved either. <laughs> missionary only, so you can. You want to talk about how eyes. you hump? Want to talk about how you hump the couch cushions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, today we're going to go into chapter five, which is creating understanding and empathy for sexual differences. <laughs> <laughs> to learn so, to not drink coffee during these conversations. <laughs> About came out my nose. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, first of all, she goes in. This is a uh, listener's reminder. This is from And They Were Not Ashamed by Laura M. Brotherson, CFLE, whatever that means. So, Child and Family. Family and License, something, Family and Life, something. something. Anyway, education, maybe, probably, yeah. Anyway, uh, all right, so she says that God created man and woman in his image after his likeness, and he acknowledged that it was not good for man to be alone, so he took part of man and created woman, uniting them as one. Uh, you can hear the reverence in Adam's words as he acknowledges that she is created from within him. He said she is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. <laughs> so, like, incestuously worded. Yep. Ew, and then, okay, so let's, <laughs> can we just talk about that for a second, about how, like, okay, they're, they're basically, like, brother they're and sister. They're brother and sister, yeah. And then, they have kids. Who, who then they, have kids. Who yeah. they have, who are the sons having kids with? Their sisters, or their mother. Their mother, first, they got it, like, Adam had, I mean, Eve had to fuck one of her sons, probably. Oh! To do oh, that. I'm so disturbed right now. In order to, ha- and then she had to do that enough to have a daughter, so then the one that the daughters could then also help her in. It's so messed up. What do you think about That's it? And then really it, uncomfortable. That didn't happen once in the Bible. It happened twice because Noah. Noah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Well, this turned into dark <laughs> romance real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about smut. Nasty. Seriously. Yeah, just read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. She says Elder Merrill J. Bateman stated men and women complement each other not only physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. <laughs> men and women have. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> emotionally. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, men and women have different strengths and weaknesses and marriages are a synergistic relationship in which spiritual growth is enhanced because of the differences possibly <laughs> a heteronormativity of this is just uh, yeah obviously yeah. she has an audience of like heterosexual couples because they don't and gender mm-hmm. roles and all that but mm-hmm. uh, let's see our differences not only complement each other, like two halves making a whole, but also invite personal growth, like two halves striving to be two holes. Holes. I can't with the whole talk. <laughs> oh my God. 
Did you catch that? <laughs> like, I'm reading an arc right now of a quite a smutty book for a friend, and I'm like, everything's just dirty right now. It's fine. This is fine. <laughs> Girl, talk about the smut that I just read. On, I got bamboozled. Bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, your smut book. I'm okay with some smut when I'm ready for it, you know, and I'm good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a smut book. So, yeah, yeah, I, I bought this beautiful book and I was like, oh, a magic circus. That sounds fun. Start reading <laughs> it. And then I'm like, oh, this is terrible writing. And I'm like, okay, just keep going. Gets, the writing gets really great when she's describing the his members, member, oh. his throbbing <laughs> member and his. <laughs> that's, Suddenly, as big as her belly, I don't know what, I'm like, uh, girl, that does not sound safe. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but yeah, um, ten pages of that, just one sex scene of that, and I was like, oh. Ten pages of a sex scene sounds exhausting. Yeah, I w- and I was like, okay, we still go. Oh, we're still going. Okay, let's go back to the story, and it doesn't go back for you know. <sighs> anyway, and then the story itself was terrible, so <laughs> it was basically like, oh, let's just have this random plot just to get these two together to fuck. That's yeah, really. I know, the the friend that sent me this arc was like, I'm going to send you some trigger warnings, and then it was like, <laughs> was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, are you okay? She's like, oh, no, not even remotely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, not even remotely. <laughs> good chatting with you. <sighs> All right, so let's see. Uh, few differences between man and woman are more significant than in the sexual relationship. President Spencer W. Kimball, his assertion of sexual problems or so-called incompatibility over sexual differences as one of the primary causes of divorce attests to the serious consequences of couples not understanding each other sexually. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Sexual incompatibility is really just a lack of understanding, empathy, or acceptance of sexual differences between husband and wife. Or, you know, transparency and authenticity and communication. You know, yeah. all those things. No, you don't Con- need that. Consent, that. you know. Yeah, no, the man needs what he needs, and the woman has to just do what he which She just has to warm him up. No, she, he needs to warm her up. But, like, if she doesn't, she doesn't need to be warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> are we, are we going to go back to the gas in the tank conversation? <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. During a strengthening marriage course, one wife enthusiastically expressed her gratitude and relief that her husband finally understood how she felt about sex. Together, they had reviewed the list of sexual differences. That sounds awkward. They were able to ask each other, is that how you feel? And identify where on the continuum they they were. She exclaimed, sometimes I didn't even know how to explain how I felt about sex until I had this list to point to and say, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's me. Um... (laughs) Show us on the list <laughs> where, <laughs> where you want uh, him to touch you. <laughs> basically, diagram. Here's the clitoris. <laughs> not down here. Not over here. It's up here. <laughs> can you just can you just pay attention to that little doorbell? 
I'm gay and I know about the clitoris. I I know. I was going to say, wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, now I'll never be able to ring a doorbell again. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was it. It goes on with this woman. She said she also finally understood why her husband behaved as he did. She was glad not only for herself, but also for her husband to learn that she wasn't a sexually impaired wife. She chuckled as she concluded that now at least her husband realized that other husbands probably struggled with similar issues. This is so vague. I don't know even what's happening. Like, I don't know either because don't even talk about it. You can't give details. That's literally where the story's like her, that story starts anyway. It's like, did I miss something here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since we know that sex is of God, no, it's not, but and that the glory of God is intelligence. Uh, it's not if you're doing that, it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Knowledge leads to understanding, and understanding can lead to empathy. Understanding how men and women feel and function sexually can lead to empathy for differences. Resolving resentment born of ignorance. I mean, yeah. Like, if you can actually talk about stuff, then yeah. you'll, you'll have a better time of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like we've talked about before, we're told not to talk about, don't talk about sex, don't talk about sex. Yeah, so. you can't even talk about it. Because if you think about it, then it's sinful. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden it's okay to you, and you're supposed to be comfortable having these conversations with somebody else. Yeah, that you've known for three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, like, I'm not, like, obviously, I don't know. From what I understand, most women don't even understand their own vaginas and their own... Uh-uh, nope. Nope. Make, you know, and so, and even when you're brought up in a culture where you're taught that your body is evil and that it's um, sinful and that it's um, a temptation to men, you're not Mm going to delve into that, right? So it's delve in, (laughs) but um, (laughs) don't touch the doorbell. Um, Don't ring the doorbell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Guys have a factory, girls have a doorbell. And then to the point, like, this is oversharing, but, like, things that happened during sex I had no idea about and was very concerned and very upset because I didn't, I had no, I had no idea what was going to happen at all. Like, I knew the mechanics of it from school, taking, like, you know, sex ed or whatever, but, like, the actual what happens to your body, what happens to his body, no idea. None whatsoever. Like, absolutely humiliating to like not know if this was normal not know if it was you know like oh you could not pay me enough to go back to that (laughs) (laughs) part of my life oh yeah well yeah 
Okay, so uh, differences need not be dividing lines. While men and women may approach sex differently, they both share the common desire of mutual sexual fulfillment. Of course, we both want to get off. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, <laughs> she does the end of mute so that she can snort laugh. Uh, rather than responding as players on opposing teams, knowledge and understanding can allow husband and wife to come together as partners on the same team. Working toward meeting each other's needs. <laughs> All <Okay>. right. So <laughs> I I have thoughts, but anyways, I'll keep those to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why? This is a safe space. You can say this what... is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going out into the internet <laughs> forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, generalizations can be dangerous. Anytime you make gender generalizations, there are many for whom they will not hold true. Uh, imagine the sexual differences discussed below placed at two ends of a sliding scale. So she has a picture uh, of the scale. So on one end is a stronger sex drive and the other end is a weaker sex drive. With the stereotypical uh, male characteristic on one side and the female characteristic on the other, with considerate communication, couples can discuss these differences and determine where each fits between the ends of the scale. Uh, so it is. <laughs> I also like. This is also uh, not even acknowledging that there are asexual people, like the people that mm-hmm. just don't fucking care about sex. Like that's mm-hmm. not. That's not how they get their intimacy. That's not how they, and sex is not enjoyable for them. Mm-hmm. So, not uh, taking into account that I walked into the kitchen and smacked Pat's butt the other day, and he was like, "I am not an object." He's so funny. It is said that men have a stronger sex drive than women. This stereotype, though well accepted, is actually a myth and sometimes even reversed. There's a growing awareness that some men have a lower sex drive than their spouse. But I think it, from what I've heard, too, is that it's just like there's also like a difference in time of the sex drive because women have mm-hmm. a... We get it later in life. Later in life and men are way earlier in life. And I wonder yeah. what biological reasoning is, like the evolutionary... Why did that need to happen? <laughs> like, can't it just... Why did it... Anyway. But. It's probably like an anthropod... Poly, oh. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> like, men trying to, like, continue their, you know, their family or their tribe or and trying to have as many children for, like, labor reasons or, you know, that's probably part of And part also of being... Um, Proving your your manhood at mm-hmm. your age, then then that's yeah. part of proving your manhood. Yeah, I age. would assume. And yeah. women, it's like at that later, like your last chance, basically, to have a child. Usually, at that later age, and so maybe it's to make sure that they've been able to, like, you know, procreate or whatever. I, that would be my guess. Mm-hmm. I don't have any yeah. science to back that up, but that would be that my guess. That makes sense. That does make sense. Um, oh, hey, we got a doctor that might tell us. Uh, he's a BYU professor, though. Uh, Dr. Brent A. Barlow <laughs> stated, some people cling to old stereotypes, mistakenly perceiving women as being less sexual than men. Not long ago, I was invited to speak to a group of LDS married couples on the topic of sexuality and marriage. I'm sure that was riveting. 
At the conclusion of my remarks, one young woman, one ugh, one young wife asked, why is the sex drive so much stronger in men than in women? I told the group I seriously questioned whether or not it was. For years, it had been widely believed that men have the greater interest and drive towards sexual fulfillment. In addition, many women have been culturally conditioned to believe that their sexual inclinations are less than those of men. And if they are not, they should be or something is supposedly wrong. But recent research indicates that the capacity for sexual response in women is just as great and in some cases even greater than that of males. So, um, I mean, he makes a good point that like women are culturally conditioned to We're to supposed not... to be demure and shy mm-hmm. and yeah. not talk about dirty things and be ladylike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a mind fuck. Yeah. Um footnote see the Barbie movie where the America Ferreira's um dial- monologue where she just goes off mm-hmm. on oh my god, it's so amazing. I hope she wins the Oscar. Like, I don't really support the Oscars because I think they're very, like, bigamist and sexist and blah, blah, blah. But she deserves to win an Oscar as, like, a Latina woman who had such an impactful role in that movie. Mm-hmm. They Absolutely. Be or it completely confirms everything I think about the Oscar Academy being yeah. racist and sexist. and Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that whole thing where, um, since you brought that up, the whole thing of the saying that um, Margot Robbie was um, Margot Robbie and what's her name? The director. Oh, Greta. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Gerwig, Um, snubbed. snubbed Mm -hmm. But then it's how it's uh, white feminism is, is, you know, there's this outrage over white women not getting the Oscars, but then there's all these like completely ignoring the queer women and queer and women of color. Yeah are being nominated out of the, like, and the Native American, the indigenous woman. Oh, yeah, the um, indigenous ones from Killing of the... Uh, Killing, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, yeah, that one. She's going to be the first Native American... Indigenous woman. Indigenous yeah. woman to be um, nominated. And to even, if she wins, she should be the first one ever, I think. Yeah, I, no, there was a woman that Wasn't there won the one in the... The Clint Eastwood movie, I think, wasn't there? Or, John or did Wayne she movie? win? Or was it the... Oh, John Wayne, maybe. We're very educated and intelligent. <laughs> we bring up things that we don't know, and then we just, like, <laughs> we just throw it off the there. cuff. We don't have a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me look real quick. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It says that no American... Lily... Yeah, she she is the first. She the first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lily Gladstone. Yeah, she's um, gorgeous, by the way. I think somebody was. She is. Um, I think somebody. There was a controversy, but I can't remember. We won't go into that. Anyway, uh, if you, listeners, if you know and you're screaming at it to us, then let us know. Email us. Um, let's see. Certainly, the male sex drive is more obvious with the female sex drive less apparent. Uh, women simply have a different sex drive. It's the concept of pressing play on the CD player, male sex drive versus fine tuning and warming up a violin to be played in the symphony of the sexual response, the female sex drive. Oh my God. So I'm a CD player and women are violins. How does that make you feel? Thank you, bitch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) 
like at least make the men at least the like uh, wind instruments because all you have to do is blow. <laughs> you know. That's true. If you have a reed, you need to soak it in your mouth for a little bit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll never look at a clarinet the same. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, put that in your my sex drive is a saxophone okay not a cd you player wet the reed. you have to wet the reed, wet the reed. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just pushed play bitch <laughs> oh good to go <laughs> has she not heard of also like talking about erectile dysfunction i mean right. that's a whole thing no. Can't just push play. Mm. <laughs> okay, go take the pill first. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you wet the reed, and then you're good to go. <laughs> uh, Christian author and speaker Joe Beam offered inside hope and help to resolve differences between the male and female sex drive. We still th- encounter men who think their wives have little to no sex drive. We respond that if he believes that, it may be that one of three things is happening. Please tell us. The first would be beyond his immediate control. His wife may have physical problems or emotional hangups from her past. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Professionals can help her remedy that. The other two possibilities would be directly related to him, not her. Either he doesn't understand how a woman's mind and body prepare for sex. He's not putting uh, gas in the tank. Or he isn't isn't a good enough lover to bring her to excitement. (laughs) (laughs) We can help him remedy that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> can you imagine some like stereotypical cisgender male reading this and be like, it's not me. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I better seek professional help for her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the problem. <laughs> it's all those... Uh, Assholes that are getting so worked up about Taylor Swift and those type of guys, yeah. <laughs> oh, <sighs> so angry. So angry. It's getting insane. Like the conspiracy theories, like they're like she's a she. What is well, she's a government um, pa- like pawn type thing. Like the government's in on it, and I don't just. Um, I don't know. I watch hockey, not football, and I see so many like family members in the stands of those two, and nobody cares. <laughs> so it's why is explain to me why a football game is like actually only forty five minutes of playtime, but it takes six hours to watch it on TV. Oh, like, of course yeah. they're gonna shoot to like some celebrity in the stands. Yeah. Calm the hell down, everybody. Oh my god. Yeah, and they timed it, and they said that like the last game. They showed her for like 27 seconds of the whole thing of the three hours of the game. Yeah. The, anyway. Yeah. You watch the coach talking to his little pamphlet oh, so that you can't time. like you see what he's saying mm-hmm. more than that. So because that's really exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, 
I watch also for the butts, because <laughs> men in tight pants, yes. <laughs> Hockey players. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> so the, the Fast and Furious Passion and Fireworks versus Slow and Satisfying Romance and Loving. Uh, <laughs> The sexual expectation, expectations and preferences of husband and wife can be significantly different. Most men prefer a hot and heavy approach, while most women prefer warmth and tenderness. You're just, little, so you're just little kittens <laughs> in, the, in bed. You just want to be... <laughs> just, uh, but, just, you're just a pretty. You're just a pretty. Come ask me. Please stroke my hair. <laughs> I think the writers of all that smut and the readers of all that smut would disagree. <laughs> like they, from what I've read, I'm like, oh no, women, women definitely want it just to mm-hmm. rough and tumble. They just want to. Uh, anyway. Not necessarily all the time, but like. Uh, yeah. Mostly. Yeah. She says men may want it fast and furious. Full of fireworks. Vindicum. Women may want it slow and satisfying, filled with glowing embers. I hate this, like, ah. women are a violin and men are a CD player. Fucking Giving, mess. like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus vibes extremely. Mm-hmm. Uh, when preferences are not understood or honored, neither feels sufficiently satisfied with their sexual experiences. Duh. Nowhere are differing. Expect expectations more evident than on the honeymoon, <laughs> which is, you know, like you've met this person for two months, you know, you know, for three months and you're like supposed to <laughs> just suddenly be OK with like them entering your body. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't know where the doorbell is. <laughs> The honeymoon is crucial because it provides the foundation. Also, but if he knows where the doorbell is, then there's a pro. Like, did, were you actually truthful to your bishop? Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, the honeymoon is crucial because it provides the foundation for healthy sexual relations and continued improvement, or it sours the experience for many moons to come. <laughs> phrasing, Kitty. <laughs> phrasing. <sighs> Many women have shared their honeymoon horror stories where expectations between husband and wife clashed, resulting in a negative sexual foundation for their marriage. Oh, she's going to tell us a story. Amanda had romantic visions of her honeymoon where soft and slow lovemaking filled their days. She was completely unprepared emotionally and physically for the instant passion expressed by her anxious husband in his... Because he just wants it hot and heavy. I'm sorry. Amanda, no. You, you they don't have exist. a two o'clock reservation to go scuba diving. Let's go, Amanda. <laughs> In his rush to satisfy himself, being unaware of his wife's delicate needs and expectations, she felt fearful, used, and angry. Instead of a positive bonding experience, it had been a rude awakening, setting the stage for sexual disinterest throughout the marriage. I'm sorry, but like I've known plenty I mean, of not women grown like, adults that can like have convert like I don't understand the inability to be like, hey, Chuck or whatever his name was. Like I I don't I don't I, I what? Like I don't understand this. How are you not having this conversation before you're even married and be like, yeah. hey, like 
what would you, you know, like, yeah. but you can't do that. Because well, I know. But... Letting in the devil. But, like, just be, like, adults. And, yeah, you're, she's probably 18 and he's, you know, <laughs> 21. So. Yeah, I just got over from the show. Maybe she's 19. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't understand. Like, that's what caused so many problems in my first marriage is because I had opinions and I had a voice and I was not supposed to. Like when I would say something, it was it was a very negative back on me that that's not how this is going to be. So I just don't like obviously that marriage didn't work out because I was not respected in that partnership. So yeah. I just don't under maybe I'm just completely delusional, but like I don't understand not being like, excuse me. We need to have a conversation. We're two yeah. grown ass adults who think that we're playing house. Like I, I just I I don't understand. Yeah. And if there is a sexual difference that way, like, and he wants it hot and heavy, then, and she needs to, like, but the the thing is, in Mormonism, you, women aren't ta- uh, allowed to advocate for themselves. It's true. Yeah. I, so I was like a. You were like the exception to the rule. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a loud mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't, I do think that there are more these days more women that are like willing obviously to advocate for themselves but i mm-hmm. i think it, when you're in a high demand relation religion like this it's just it's hard to overcome that especially after like two months of dating someone you're in this love thing and you had a really quick wedding that you just mm-hmm. and you're probably mind fucked by like what the fuck you just went through in the temple Oh, for sure. And yeah. then, and then so you have to like, then you have your husband that's like trying to get it on, and you're like, um, I need to process, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like I, I just five minutes, just five minutes, please. <laughs> yeah, uh. I, I, it makes me sad to think that something that can be a lot of fun and really satisfying is like so horrific for so many people, and it just makes me sad. Mm. Um, so she talks about the, like, uh, warming up the tank, basically, and then how also, um, men are more physical and women are more, more emotional, which is, you know, sometimes, more, yeah. More, yeah, for the most part it's true, but it's like, I think it's just that women, um, need a different level of connection in order to, and trust to mm-hmm. do that because, I don't know. Maybe men have like proven that they're not trustworthy <laughs> for the oh. last, for centuries. Could, could not imagine why that would be a thing. Hmm. Yeah, strange. Weird. So strange. Hmm. <laughs> I do. I think I just get annoyed that she keeps harping this thing that men are the like these animals that can't um, control themselves. That they just yeah. want to hot and heavy. It's giving more excuses for men like that. Of like, that's just how they're built. Boys will yep. be boys, and I'm like, no, yeah. actually, no, that's not. That's not true. <laughs> like, like she has moments of clarity, and then moments when you like really look at it, it's like, um, but wait, you're not even like looking at this from a like different perspective of like, there's nuances to this that you can't mm-hmm. just like put people into boxes that way. Yeah. It's so dangerous to put people in boxes because we need to be allowed to like what we like and find out about ourselves. And yeah. yeah. And we're not allowed to explore that when you're in the Mormon church. Like you just, you can't figure out who you can't fuck around, like fuck around and find out. And I think there's something so healthy about having multiple 
relationships and learning what you deserve in a relationship and learning how to communicate in those relationships and being a vocal advocate for yourself. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody has to go sleep with 35 people before they get married. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that you need to take into account that there there's a reason like that we date and we try people on and yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah well and if you look at i mean sometimes i look at dating like a job interview like okay so if the job doesn't fit you just move on you know like mm-hmm. you just meh. or if you're if you see an applicant and you're like mm, you're not, not a good fit for this place yeah that's exactly what dating is like oh you're not gonna fit like you yeah. have to find the, that right connection and understand and you both need to be sexually compatible in a way. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't like, if there is like an imbalance, that's where the communication piece comes in. Yeah. You need to be able to talk about it and, yeah, and I, for yourself. I also think that people change and people grow and their needs change. And like mm-hmm. divorce is such a dirty word in the Mormon church, but it's so normal and healthy for people to change and to grow. And like, if that person no longer suits your needs and works in, like, if you're both unhappy, mm-hmm. that's fine. You can break that in relationship. You can remain friends. Like, it gets to the point where it's so ugly all the time because they drag it on for so long. Yeah, and there's you know? so much resentment. And, rather, and then you yeah. start seeking outward anyway for yeah. that fulfillment. That's when, like, infidelity happens. And mm-hmm. when people can just be mature and say, these these needs are no longer being met by my partner and your partner is not willing to work with you, it's absolutely natural and healthy to be like, we no longer work together, so let's give each other that space to find our own happiness. And I don't understand why that's so looked down upon. Like. Right. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. We we want to grow and change, but not too much. And you have to be yeah. exactly the person that you were. And, you know, yeah. like, Pat and I always have, like, check-ins of, like, are we still, is this still working? Is our relationship, where are some, like, you know, holes in our relationship that we need to focus on? And, yeah, if we don't do it often enough, then things come out of the woodwork. And I'm, like, ah, screaming because <laughs> well, I'm a crazy person. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just think also biologically, like it's a, it's a human, like animal instinct. If like things aren't work, if it's not fulfilling a need, mm-hmm. survival, your survival instincts kind of kick in. Yeah. And so it's necessary. I think I'd imagine as a woman too, especially if like your husband isn't providing mm-hmm. and fulfilling those needs and like giving, um, giving you safety and that like biological need that a woman has to nurture and like she's not allowed to do that um yeah i'm not saying like that's i mean that's stereotype but like biologically women that's what it is um what they're what you're built to do Mm -hmm. um, yeah to take care of the home and to take care of your children because and um all the not not to get into like gender roles because that's not mm-hmm. exactly what I'm getting into, but I'm just saying biologically, like yeah, like our body is made instinct. to carry a child. Yeah, biologically, just have this yeah. instinct that like, oh, we are no longer safe here. We need to get out. Yeah, to be okay. Yeah, and it's safety like necessarily, but like we're not, our needs aren't being fulfilled. Yeah, I need to get out here. Yeah, and that's like my okay. children are not safe. I need to find another mate that yeah. is going to provide for me. Or find another female with kids and just, it's fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> my friend and I, we always talk about how we're just going to, like, get a commune and raise our kids, her and I, together and forget her <laughs> gamer husbands that drive us crazy. <laughs> hey, we're supposed to do a little tiny I village. I know. We're going to build a <laughs> village. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. We're all going to roll together. Cult, we're going to yeah. just, you know, be a, you know, little co- little commune, but not, like, culty. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Yoga in the morning, if you want, you don't have to participate. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. So she gets into, oh, stimulated by the body before the person, stimulated by the person before the body. (laughs) In keeping with the understanding that men are physically driven, we can understand how a man can be turned on sexually but by an attractive person, her body, uh, not her, also heterosexual bullshit. Sorry. Women are beautiful, lovely, gorgeous creatures, not into them. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I just had to say it. (laughs) It's too much heterosexual stuff in this stuff. (laughs) I am. (laughs) (laughs) Bisexual. Right. <laughs> Women's bodies are absolutely gorgeous. Like all sizes and shapes. They are just ah. Anyway. And it's miraculous what you guys can do. Like what women can do. Like with their like carry a body for nine. Like create a being. We have a portal <laughs> in our bodies that brings new life. That's fucking badass. Yeah. Like. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know where we got this idea that women are the weaker sex because they are just, no. Anyway. No. Have you ever watched like those videos where they like put the no. TENS machines on men to. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. I, 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 that's not where I thought you were going. I was like, no. no. no they like no. simulate like period cramps and stuff. And yeah. there's like, there's oh, yeah. always two leads, right? Mm-hmm. And the girl's like, oh, yeah, this is about right. And the guy's like, <laughs> turn it off, turn it off. Yeah. Oh, oh I would, I would no. not be, I would not be okay. Yeah. Also, let's that whole thing. <laughs> Periods, like, come on. Oh, <laughs> Your body like turns on you because you didn't have a baby that month. <laughs> you <laughs> did not provide me with a baby. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I declare war. Also, it's that's really another fun. thing that men and women need, like heterosexual men and women need to be having conversations about. Mm-hmm. And then these fucking fragile. <laughs> heterosexual even, men oh they can't God. even fathom even the conversation. don't talk to me no i don't know anything about that oh tampon yeah. what, what is that what's a tampon what do you where how do you do it what do you I yeah don't know. right i know <laughs> i'm not, not even going down that aisle in the store <laughs> and then i have the husband who's so freaking cute and he's like do we need to get tampons do you need me to go get the tampon oh <laughs> remind me which ones you like and the ones you don't like. <laughs> but he sees it as like Everybody knows I got a woman at home waiting on me. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, that's how he needs to be, yeah. Yeah, and then he picks up a chocolate bar too. So. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's smart. <laughs> he knows what he's. <laughs> Man's learned. <laughs> uh, let's see. So. We can understand how a man can be turned on sexually by an interact. That was a tangent that I was doing. I, I forgot where we were. For a <laughs> we can understand like, how a man can be turned on sexually by an attractive person, her body, without knowing or necessarily even liking that person. Um, <laughs> Hi. Oh. I had two words for you, Jared Leto. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know he's not really a great person. He's still gorgeous. <laughs> you would still fuck <laughs> shit out of him because he's oh, hot. You know? Absolutely. So that's <laughs> a that's a violin going for a CD player, but like. <laughs> I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) We better move on before. Okay, so (laughs) is Pat on on speed dial right now? Like, are you going to laugh at this? He's fine. (laughs) I'll be like, cut out! Men are not very discriminating in regard to the person living within an exciting body. Dr. Dobson. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry, but this is fucking rude. All right. A man could walk down the street and be stimulated by a scantily clad female who shimmies past him. Do you shimmy down the road? Even though he knows nothing about her personality or values or mental capabilities. He's attracted by her body itself. Thus, there's some validity to the complaint by women that they have been used as sex objects by men. I mean, it goes the other way, too. Have they seen Book Talk? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Shout out to the lead singer of The Archers. Oh, my God. Uh, First of all, I need to caveat that. Not caveat. I need to uh, correction because I looked up The Archers and it's some 70s band. Oh, no, just Archers. Archers. It's just Archers. Yeah. (laughs) I looked it up and I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> I was like, Dusty, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, very sexy, quote, quote. And then I, and I was like, maybe it's not the archers. So I looked it up and then it said archers. And I was like, oh, this is right. Yes, he I does have I a sexy I meant to voice. say the band archers. <laughs> but I, like, left band out because I obviously am, like, half awake half the time when I'm. So you're just, like, flustered by his sexy voice. Oh, you're just like, oh. <laughs> he does have a nice voice. Oh my god. Oh. <sighs> Anyways. Dusty's <laughs> getting hot, hot and bothered here in his little. Anyway. Unexpected moment. And also, <laughs> we're seeing in real time the different uh, sexual differences, and we're, it's like a complete opposite of what I'm like. Okay, 100%. Whatever. I'm definitely more of like a masculine energy, I think, when it comes to like that. Like, I've had, in my past, there's been men that I've dated that I've scared. I'll say. (laughs) And I'm sure that them and their therapists are working through it, and they're in a good place now. We can only hope. (laughs) I hope. I hope you're doing well. You know. See, and I have, like, a more, like, feminine energy because I'm, like, because I I need a connection. Like, I'm just. Oh, I don't know. did have a slut era where I, you know, sex positive, but I had a slut era where I was, you know, like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. yeah. But now, like, I'm just like, no, nope. if you, oh, you said you, you support that, you support Trump. Okay. Done. Bye. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, because I'm have a really incredible partner, I'm very obviously like committed in my he does it for me i guess is what i'm trying to say <laughs> all right dusty has no qualms all right i have no qualms <laughs> <laughs> a woman fulfilled all right <laughs> but it's because we have that open honest yeah. communication and we have had 
when we started dating, we had been friends for years. And so it was a very, like, it was very easy to have, like, those, those conversations. Cause like, <laughs> like we joked about funny things and we'd like, so-and-so had hooked up with so-and-so and we were like, how would that even, you know, we'd had those conversations <laughs> and they weren't uncomfortable. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in contrast to men just, you know, being attracted and willing to fuck anything that shimmies down the street, uh, in contrast, women are attracted to the person before the body. No, nope. women need to feel, I know I'm like, have you seen men? I mean, <laughs> have you seen Henry Cable? Like, come on. Ooh. Like, uh, no, no. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't even need to know if he takes his socks off for yeah. sex before I'm. <laughs> I don't care. Socks on, off. Oh, what? Socks on, Derek? Oh no, no. That's a that's a deal breaker. Even even if Jared Leto had his socks on while he would that. I don't even think Jared Leto wears shoes half the time. No. <laughs> I know. Like then. That would be awful. <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> the rest of him's fine. <laughs> Does he know where the doorbell is? That's all that matters, really. Like, it's uh, fine. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure with the stories that are out there, you know, where, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like taking a really. Sorry. Crazy... No, it's, it's great. This is great. Um, uh, in contrast, women are attracted to the person before the body. Women need to feel warmth and an ongoing emotional connection for lovemaking to be satisfying. No. No. Absolutely not. I'm going to... Women can be feral, too. Like, I'm sorry. They can... (laughs) I'm sure have put at least one man in therapy. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Dobson explained, women's desire is usually focused on a particular individual whom they respect or admire. (laughs) A woman is stimulated by the romantic aura which surrounds her man and by his character and personality unless a woman feels a certain closeness to her husband your face is saying it all to her husband at a particular time unless she believes he respects her as a person she may be unable to enjoy a sexual encounter with him Uh, what (laughs) what (laughs) yeah that's in this book this is the fuck anyway People are reading, like, Mormon couples are reading this and being like, oh, yes, that's right. I do need, I need candles. I need a sexual or, like, I need romance me. Romance me. I deserve a a whole entire hour's worth of um, sweet nothings whispered into my ear. And maybe, I'm sorry, but maybe just, like, don't just do missionary. Do some little doggy style. Like, (laughs) beginning. Like, come on. Let her be on top. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, A woman may be appalled that her husband can be interested in sexual relations when they had unkind words and tension between them all day. Oh, no, that's the best. Angry sex. I like angry sex. It's the best just to, like, get the rage out of your system. Yeah. I will say that, yeah, I've had, mm -hmm, Mm mm-hmm, had some good. (laughs) angry sex before but the uh it is confusing to her when he wants sex and they are not even talking or he has ignored her days to her it seems as if he doesn't care if they even have a much of a relationship doctor we are not that delicate we are not that stupid and we are not that childish that is so 
I hate that. I absolutely hate that. Mm, he's not talking. Oh, that is from uh, Mars and Venus. Yeah, so that makes yep. sense. Yep. Oh, that, um, that book's garbage. <laughs> uh, noticing that, let's see, look at the footnotes here. Oh, yeah, all of her uh, references are to Mars and Venus, most of them. <laughs> so just read that book, basically? Yeah. Wow. She does have five love languages in here, but there's, um, she's good. That one's a good one. That is a good one, yeah. Uh, let's see. So a woman, oh, let's see. Dr. Dobson said the fact that he and his wife had have, have had no tender moments in the entire evening does not inhibit his sexual desire significantly. He sees her on her way to bed in her clinging nightgown, and that is enough to throw his switch. First of all, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this oh. does also not take into account real life. You have kids, you have jobs, your their house is a mess. There's dishes in this thing. Like this is so completely not realistic and so black and white and not nuanced at all. Which is nope. making me. It's going to be more dangerous for these poor women that just need help. And they're like, oh well, I <laughs> like if everything's supposed to be perfect and I'm supposed to wear my clean nightgown and everything's gonna be fine. Like. I just don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> so she keeps going. It is. It's all just different aspects of that same narrative of like. Yeah. Women need uh, to be stimulated and emotionally, and um, they're more connect worried about the intimacy and the desire, and rather than and like the feel. Sex. He. She also goes into how men are more reactionary, um, and women are. They decide to have sex. I'm like, um, let's talk about all the rape victims, okay? Yeah, that's very dangerous to say. It's that that women are able to just not allow penetration if they don't want it. Like that's such bullshit. Absolutely. That conversation. Like, oh my god. Uh, it's not see. actually a door with a doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Men who understand the sexual functioning of their wives will be aware of her need for mental and emotional preparation. A man who has invested genuine time and effort to do what his wife needs to feel closely, close emotionally will be more warmly received when she is faced with the opportunity to engage in sexual relations. And <laughs> I, just, I just, you know what the sexiest thing my husband does? Grabs the kids, puts them in the tub, gets them ready for bed, puts them in their pajamas, puts them to bed. That right there, I'm like, let's go. Like, <laughs> it's not a, you are so beautiful. And the way that the candlelight touches your face just makes you look beautiful. Like, it's not that. And I'm, and I'm also worried about women who are like me reading this book going, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. Right. Like I just, it's just, I hate this book so much. Well, and Every I time actually we think the more we talk about this, uh, like with your like women having a sex drive, like mm-hmm. women have a sex drive. That's yeah. the thing is that she's completely ignoring that women have a sex drive, and then there's yeah. it's okay for that, but there she's saying that that's not okay. This is the way to have a sex drive. Yeah, women this is the right to way, way to feel yeah. about sex and relationships. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyway, we want, we can, it's most, oh, (laughs) okay, this is the last little thing, because most of it's like, um, it's just, we would have to do a part two if we wanted to get more into it, but we don't have to because we've covered most of it, but the last little part that she talks about, well, one of the last parts, 
um, is the penis as sexual center, clitoris as sexual center. Okay. All right. You're right. <laughs> Most people are aware that the penis is a sexual center for men. No shit. Really? What may be less known is that the clitoris is a sexual center for women. It cannot be overemphasized that the sole purpose of the clitoris is to provide sexual pleasure. The doorbell. <laughs> the doorbell <laughs> requires sufficient stimulation in a manner that is arousing to the wife. Couples must learn what kind of touch, how much pressure, and how much stimulation is necessary for arousal to fill her body and soul. <laughs> you ready for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. While the penis is easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not always, but. <laughs> not always, yeah, it depends. That's a bless your heart amount. (laughs) (laughs) He's a grower, okay? Um, (laughs) While the penis is easy to find, the clitoris is smaller and somewhat concealed beneath a little hood-like mount of skin. Oh, my God. She's telling you it is located above the urethral opening at the top of the woman's vulva where the inner lips of the labia minora come together at a tip. Wow, this is bio 30 right now. Yeah. Uh, the penis and clitoris both need direct stimulation for sexual arousal. arousal and you want to know why? Because they're made from the same cells. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same yeah. stuff when you're in utero. It just depends yeah. on which chromosomes you have. It's the same thing, though. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> mm, should I say this? It's why when trans <laughs> men trans men are on testosterone mm-hmm. their clitoris uh grows grows in size yeah yep uh the lack of clitoral stimulation for women may be a primary cause of falling short of orgasm maybe because he can't find it find it <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know where it is <laughs> maybe you haven't like you know stroked her hair and lit candles and brought her roses <laughs> and told her how beautiful she is and Not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, like, come on. There's more to life than just. Anyways, sorry. (laughs) I'm just annoyed. I'm just annoyed. (laughs) Whenever, listeners, whenever I bring up this book, Dusty just gets this look on her face of, like, um, no. I don't just, want to. I'm just like <laughs> thinking of all my life choices that led me to this point in my life. I'm just like, where? Should have zigged when I zagged. I don't know what happened. But this is my reality. <laughs> where you have a gay man reading a Mormon sex book to you. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> So Never in your wildest did you think this is what happened, and saying clitoris to you all the time, uh, <laughs> and telling you where it is <laughs> in case you didn't know. That's what kills me. Ready for this quote? Doctor Gray stated, "Men, imagine having sex without having your penis stimulated. It would certainly not be very much fun." In a similar yeah, way, yeah, it's called rape. <laughs> In a similar way, for a woman to enjoy great sex, stimulation of the clitoris is necessary to have an orgasm. I mean, not... that's where we... Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. All right. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong, but, like... 
However, she's also saying, okay, there are different forms of sex. There there's are. sex that she's not even talking about. She, oh, there, she, she probably won't. No. There's uh, anal. The, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Did you send me that meme of, like, the anus has one job only, and the girl's yeah. like, mine has a lot of hobbies, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Dying. <laughs> mine has a lot of hobbies. <laughs> adventures. Oh, so funny. It's funny. <laughs> Side quest. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that, well was, that was fun. Thanks for I realized that we're only on chapter five of like <laughs> several, so we can always bring this back if we choose. But you know, so much. It's so. It's so. Oh. <laughs> I go listen to some like metal music for a little bit. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, that's the palette. <laughs> that's the palette. <laughs> you know, and archers and bad omens and-